This week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast is brought to you by Brighton. Yes, the number one LED teeth whitening technology on the market right now. I am not only a spokesperson, but I am also a customer. I have been using Brighton now for about a week, maybe even a little bit less. And in just a few 10-minute whitening sessions. My teeth are incredibly white. I feel like they're about to start glowing in the dark or something like that. We can just 10 minutes a day, guaranteed whiter teeth. And if you go to their website right now, brightensmile.com, B-R-Y-T-M, smile.com, and use the promo code DADHARD, you will get 25% off of your purchase. So jump on there and get a brighter smile today. Hey, you got him with this one, Doc. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. We're hosing your socks. Welcome, 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 all my do-dadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mo Green. And I am just a dad that is going to be talking to other dads so we can all learn how to be dads. Uh, And on this week's episode, we are going full guest segment this week it is thanksgiving and i always like to do kind of a family oriented type of a theme for thanksgiving since i was not with my wife's family like we usually are where i had them on last year from thanksgiving table i decided to bring on the closest thing that i have to brothers And so I'm going to be bringing on six of my best friends in the entire world. Three of them have already been guests on the show. And two are about to be entering into the fatherhood, brotherhood. So it's also the first time that we're doing a dad and to be dad combo group oriented type of a thing. Uh, And with no further ado, let me introduce my six guests that I have on this special post Thanksgiving podcast Mr. Chase Hoxton, Mr. Ari Michaeli, Mr. Dan DeVere, previous guest on the show, and two new or soon-to-be members of the Fatherhood Brotherhood, two of my closest friends on the planet, Mr. Xander Masser and Mr. Mike Ram, who is about, what, two weeks out, Mike? Two weeks, two and a half weeks out. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, how you guys all doing? Great. Amazing. Good Great. Week. Excellent. Yeah. You guys had a good Thanksgiving? Weirdest Thanksgiving ever. Best Thanksgiving ever? Weirdest. Weirdest. I mean, we were supposed to go back to New York, and then Alice's parents got corona. So, Oh, oh shit. Oh, wow. We, uh, we ended up scrapping that trip. So we... Are they okay? Yeah, yeah, they're okay. Her, her mom has, like, almost no symptoms. She had, like, the no smell and no taste. Mm-hmm. So she went to get a test and she tested positive. And then wow. a few days later, her dad started to show some symptoms. So he's like coughing and he's got a little mild fever, but he's okay. He just kind of feels crappy and has a, you know, like a hundred degree fever, but he's not like 
you know, hospital level sick, yeah. thankfully. And we were supposed Thank to stay God with them. Wow. so young. We don't have no idea what's going on. I mean, yeah. all of our kids are, are four years old and less, right? Yeah. So they, they get, like, that they've got to wear a mask because they don't want to get germs, but they basically have no idea that it's a global pandemic, right? They, they just don't get it. But that's great. Have you actually you know? tried I to mean, explain it to them or no? I've tried to, but, you know, why scare them and freak them out? Just let them know that they got to wear the mask in public. And yeah. they've been doing great with that. Although try to get a two-year-old to wear a mask is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure that's not super. There's no way that Sophia would do that. Although, yeah. you know, you know, Aurora does force me to wear a mask every time. Like, I, like I'll, like, be walking with her and, like, there'll be no one around. I'll just, like, pull my mask down to, like, breathe for a second. And she'll be like, no, no. And she'll, like, pull it back up over my face. She, like, knows that she's, like, you're supposed to wear a mask. I tried to pull one on her. She wasn't having it, though. <laughs> yeah. Sophia doesn't like anything. Like, if it's a hat or glasses or gloves. She just takes everything off and throws it, so. Yeah, that's what, I sounds think that's what babies like do. Sounds like dad. Need this in memory, right? Yeah, right? she's not going to remember this. Yeah. I hope so. I just, I hope that we don't, like, go years and years and years of just our kids being used to uh, seeing people with masks and only being able to look at people's eyes. Yeah. Well, that's I, why you, you need to learn how to smize. Smile with your eyes. eyes, genius. That's right. brilliant. I think Tyra Banks just came out with a whole book on that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's amazing. What's the what's like the what's like the bullet points on how to smile? Like what do we oh. sum it up? How you do it? I'm, I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like I just would like squint, like like you know. It's I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I don't know how to smile either. So, according to the cheatsheet.com which is summarizing Tyra Banks's smizing. <laughs> you have to think about something that delights you. I don't really know uh, how that's supposed to do anything, but that's what it says. I'm trying to smile now. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's been definitely a weird, definitely a weird Thanksgiving. Um, and I want to, I, like I said, Ari, I definitely want to talk to you, like want to get a read on how it was for you. Cause I know when, when you came on the pod, um, we talked a lot about how you guys are just raising Sophia on your own with like no parents anywhere. Cause you live so far away. Um, I know you had the plan to come into to New York and be with family. What did you guys do instead? Did you guys just do straight zoom? Just like the two of you, like in a house or three of you in a house on zoom with family. So my wife's sister lives in Colorado. That's right. So she came. She came over with her boyfriend. So it was the four of us. Um, they were supposed to go back to New York, also, but obviously, that for the same reason. Sure. Um. So we had four people plus the baby, uh, and I. The one cool thing that I will say, I got to smoke a turkey. That's awesome. Smoked turkeys are amazing. I brined it and I smoked it, and it came out really, really good. That was the one positive thing is that I made a really, really good turkey. That's awesome. Uh, Did you hunt it? No, I didn't hunt it. I hunted from the grocery store. Oh, great. By the way, Ari has a track record of going hunting on a regular basis and has never killed an animal. 
That's, I just want to officially put that on a record. That's not true. Is that true? Record. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit No, I got a, I got a deer last year. He's lying. From the grocery store also? <laughs> wow, fatherhood sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to you get to hunt you, you and not kill regularly. anything. Regularly. You just kill animals, <laughs> smoke it. Yeah, yeah smoke it. <laughs> And that's actually the that's actually the initiation into the fatherhood brotherhood. You have to go kill an animal and smoke it. Yeah, you get you get that Colorado kangaroo. That shit is mad good. <laughs> well, Mike, I wanted to start with you as far as the dad conversation is concerned because you are two and a half weeks out. Are you ready? No. <laughs> good answer. That is the correct well, answer. They, they, you know. That can't be. There can't be a right answer to that question. Or no, like no, that was the right answer. answer. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, something when I would talk to people about like having kids the past few years, as I as we got closer to like trying and stuff, like my go to response to people, or like what I would say just in conversation is like, I get that I don't get it. You know, just like, yeah. there's no way to talk to a parent where they're just like, oh, you're going to love it, but it's like the worst, but it's the best, but it changed everything. You'll never be, you know, like just this whole thing that can't be expressed in words, like the greatest and craziest things in life. Um, and just, I just tell people like, oh, I get that I don't get it, that I can't get it. Like, it's an experiential thing that like, and then once you're on the other side, you're part of that brotherhood as, as you always talk about it most. So, um, no, it's, it's a lot of emotions. I, I feel like it's a lot of the typical things, like everyone's like, yeah, you're exactly where you should be. Like, I'm, I'm really excited in a way I also don't feel as connected to the reality. And that's because probably it's a very classic, like, male thing. It's not in my body. Like, I'm so supportive of Sam and watching her be amazing and grow. And it's awesome. But, like, I, I know that it's, like, probably not real until, like, you're, like, on the yes. way to the hospital yes. or, like, this thing comes out and then things will happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's probably the best. No, <laughs> the that's, best dude, that's exactly what I could give you. It's funny because I talk to soon-to-be dads all the time and they like all like think that they know what's going on and they're ready and this and this and that and that. But experientially, you actually have no idea until the baby actually comes. Is, Isn't that why your podcast exists? To, to try and get you, you know, in like, a mind state. Yes, Xander. Yes, it, it is part of the yeah. reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean that in a good way. No, no, for like, sure. Like, I think I remember you talking about the beginning of your podcast of like, seeing a lack of information yeah. out there for dads. I, I was going to say, like, speaking of lack of information, like, one of, like, the couple of things that I'm coming into this conversation with that's been on my mind, I'll throw one out there, is, like, it feels like there's something, like, that's still in my blind spot about, like, what's going to happen when, like, labor and hospital and, like, birth happens. Meaning that, like, you know, as time goes on, I'm, like, Google imaging things I kind of don't want to be like <laughs> umbilical cords are really weird looking like eight foot vaginas are really weird lo- like all these things happening but I still feel like there's some detail that like everyone's like no no it's fine and then like and then, like when you're like in it someone's like all right there's something that's you're gonna see I feel like there's like some brotherhood thing or just some world aspect of the birthing process that like is still a mystery that I'm going to be like, whoa, this is insane. Like some secret that is going to be told to me <laughs> about how crazy and like, I don't know. Um, 
Uh, yeah, that's just a long way of saying, like, I'm still, like, I, I don't have my head wrapped around full. I, I even took, like, a birthing class with Sam. I get somewhat of, like, the role that I want to play and being of support and just, like, all these things. But just, um, you know, I feel like that's people's reactions. It's such a, of course, the most ultimate animalistic, you know, uh, just insane process. And that, like, I remember in your first, one of your first shows, Mo, you were like, there's this plate. There's like this silver plate there's that like plate. no one tells you about. Yeah. They put the baby on this plate. And like, I just feel like there's just elements to the process that are going to like blow my mind that still no one has yet been like, oh, by the way, be prepared for blank. So I guess let's turn that rant into a question. Like, yeah. what, like, is there like a crazy part of the process that you guys were just like, mind was blown and being like, how come no one ever told me about this? Thing. Uh, well, I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to to throw that answer to either Devere or Ari because I, I actually know, have an answer. Good because because I, you know, like 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 Natalie, we didn't have a natural birth, so you know, what I mean, we had we had C sessions. I think Chase same boat. Um, so yeah, they, what Ari Dan, you guys have any insight on that? I, I think the most unexpected thing as far as the labor goes is. I don't know if this happens to every woman in labor, but apparently this is very common, is your wife will start vomiting. <laughs> I was very taken aback by that. <laughs> yeah. Blair threw up. <laughs> yeah, it was gnarly. See, this is good. I mean, that's yeah. not good, but it's good that I know that, I guess. I was like, no. she started, I definitely did not know that information. Neither did I. Yeah. Like, nobody, I th- nobody would ever tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The that's like, is crazy. I think yeah. the cra- one of the crazier parts is when you're in labor the doctors come in they check on you however often and then they'll casually say like all right it's time and you're like what do you want to like should we go get gloves on or prepare she's like no 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 it's time you're gonna be pushing in about five seconds so let's do this and you're like you let you're like okay let's go (laughs) And can, then, can you, you know, can you tell us like like more detail like where you were standing, what you were wearing, like what you actually did like during that? Yeah, I mean you're in like a spacesuit essentially because it's COVID plus yeah. you're get, uh, you're giving birth, so complete spacesuit. Right. The doctor comes in, she's like, "Okay, I think you're ready." The plate comes out. There, they like count all these knives on the plate, and you're like, "What the fuck is that for?" I hope we do not have to use those and but they're counting them like all of them and then it's they're laughing with you joking and then they go like laser focus like they are giving the state of the union or some mega speech and they are locked in on your wife's vagina (laughs) and and that thing gets bigger than you ever could imagine it getting and at some point a baby comes out Are you like holding your hand? Like, where are you standing? You're holding a leg. You're mm-hmm. holding a leg. Did you catch the, the baby, Devere? Pull, yeah. pull back a little bit. Yeah. Did you like catch? That? Did you okay. catch the baby? Oh, no, you did. You it happened in no. COVID, so they didn't let you. I yeah. I talked to one of my buddies a couple yeah. weeks ago, and he was like, I he just had a kid like six weeks ago. He was like, best thing I ever did was was catch the baby. Like somebody told me that like you have to catch the baby, and he like did it. He was in Canada, so maybe they're gonna tell you to do the same thing. Z. That's wild. Maybe. <laughs> it gave me the option to do that. 
They didn't? Catch the baby? Catch the what baby. What is going on in Canada? <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, know, I was blown away. They give you like a, they give you like a special like mitt, like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> yeah, they give you a baby bit. It is like fielding a ground ball. It's a large ground ball, slippery <laughs> ground ball coming out. <laughs> I was always afraid of ground balls, so. Ooh, <laughs> You're in trouble then, bro. You're in a lot of I was, trouble. I was afraid of them, too. <laughs> um, the, Ari and Devere, those are very helpful. I've heard definitely the, the vomiting thing can happen. I, I, I heard about that. But um, no, those are great things to know. I feel like another one that I've heard mostly like really presenced by our our mutual friend like i know the baby's head during a vaginal birth can be like pretty smushed pretty like yeah. flattened or conish like yeah um our friend recently had a baby a few months ago and he's like baby came out looked at it and he's like in my head i was like that's not my baby like he, literally, he, he told me he was googling uh like local churches to like drop it off <laughs> he's like I, that's not my baby like i'm not taking that like he was said his heart stopped he's just like no i don't you know it's good to be prepared for that i think if there's just like a crazy comb thing going on so that's a good one yeah see that's why that's why i'm all i'm all about the c-section man baby comes out perfectly pristine no that's smushing right. of the head <laughs> I think it's a little harder for the mom to recover, though. Oh, well, it definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. Absolutely. Is, definitely you is. Get poison there. No, no, for sure. Absolutely. Definitely is. Um, but, like, that's also, it's also, like, good that it's not good, whatever. You know what? Fuck it. Dead Hard with Podcasts, my show, it's good that they have longer to recover <laughs> because, it, because it actually gives you, like, as a dad, it gives you, like, a full ability to deep dive into the dad thing. You know what I mean? Like, you really have to do everything for like those first six Mm -hmm. weeks like i know with with us you know nat had a c-section and she it it was really tough on her you know she also had um i i i'm going blank on what the the minor complication that she had during pregnancy so she actually wasn't able to even exercise during during the pregnancy so she couldn't like keep her core together so it was really a bad recovery period period for her it was very difficult but like it gave me the time to be able to really like get a lot of that connection going which like you know a lot of dads say that they on on first couple weeks they don't necessarily feel that connection with the baby uh, because it's so everything's so mom centric and all that stuff. They need to be on the mom and breastfeeding and yada, 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 yada. Um, doing the C-section and, and dealing with that recovery process actually like really helps from a dad standpoint to just kind of like dive in head first into the whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. The, the yeah. other thing I would say is like for some, I like, I feel like this has been common thing like for some women like breastfeeding is like really really hard yes and it they is kind of they get in their own head about it like just it should just be cool like if you're not going to breastfeed if you're going to supplement with bottles like it's all good like however you feed your end up feeding your baby is fine like if you want to do only breastfeeding that's cool if you want to do more bottles also cool yeah your baby's gonna be a big yeah, it's definitely a big topic amongst expecting and recent mothers, absolutely, like the breastfeeding shaming and just the evolution of that. And yeah, there's like, I feel like a whole universe surrounding that. Yeah. But it's, you know, what's weird is it, it, it used to, it's one of those topics that like used to not be a shamey thing. Like I, we were talking, Sam was talking to her mom, I was talking to my mom. Like they're like, oh, we use formula. It wasn't, you didn't feel yeah. weird about it. Like no yeah. one like shamed you into it. But now you got like, lactation consultants and like blogs and like Instagram posts and, and 
you know, new age midwife, midwifery and just things that make <laughs> women feel weird about like, um, yeah. not going on natural, but you know, I think that's mostly a, a social construct. So I'm with you on that Ari. Xander, you were also about to have a kid. And you just found out that not only are you entering the fatherhood brotherhood, you're entering the girl dad brotherhood that the other five of us are a part of. Uh, were you stoked when you found out that it was a girl? Yeah. Yeah. Super stoked. Uh, myself and my wife, Katie, both like, obviously, it doesn't matter. All we want is a healthy kid. But like, also, we both really wanted a girl. Yeah. Because it does actually matter what you what you get. Let's be honest here, and girls yeah, are the best. Because girls rule. Yeah, girls are the best. I feel like I feel like the best thing, like if I'm gonna have a kid, the best thing I can do for the world is at least give a girl. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um. So yeah, super super psyched about having a girl, about having a kid. Yeah, I, I'm feeling feeling great. Why did you Why did you want a girl? Did was there like a specific reason that like you like wanted a girl? first and then like also to the rest of you guys after that like do you all remember i know chase you're like nine kids deep already like you have like nine girls running around your house like you know I mean, only two but um but it do, feels do, like do you guys remember do you guys all remember what it was like when you all found out that you were having the girl uh i would i i honestly didn't care like i didn't have much of a reaction to it i was like oh okay cool we're having a girl that sounds very much like you, you fucking robot. <laughs> way, to, way to be dead inside. That's great. Sophia's going to love that one. That's going to be on the 2020 highlight reel of Dad Top 10 craziest moments on the podcast. I'll give you a, Many of you have, um, many of you have heard this story. I'll make it like, I'll make it like a two sentence story for distillation oh, purposes. Um, our, our, our OBGYN um, wrote down, you know, told us boy or girl, wrote it down on paper. We sat on that paper for like a month and we rolled, opened it up on our anniversary. The OBGYN put the, an the answer to this question of what the gender is on a blue post-it. So when we opened up the post-it, Sam was like, it's a boy. We celebrated boy. And on the back of the blue post, it was congratulations. It's a girl. Um, and we, wow. and a couple of things I'll say about that. Number one is I got to watch my wife fully experience and process. Like you are having a boy. Boom. We're, we're in that. We're feeling it. It's happened. 45 seconds of just like, Oh my God, hugging, kissing. And then there's actually something on this blue post. It, you know, it's a girl. And then watching, just reprocessing the whole thing. She was like pretty like stoic about the boy, and then like we're like it's a girl. She's like like she's crying like all <laughs> her like soul left her body like like, like swans were flying. Like it was a completely different universe we were in. Um, we also followed up with the OBGYN, and she's this like same doctor that Devere um, used also, but she just straight up was just like because we're like, did you do that intentionally? Like, what's the deal? She's like, oh yeah, like. I got to get more. I just ran out of pink post-its for the boys. She she does the opposite. She that's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> just, to me, I'm just like, that's that pretty is, wild. It's crazy. It feels very pretty dangerous. Low risk. Uh, sorry. Yeah. High risk, low reward. <laughs> like best, case, best case scenario is like, we're like not going to like fire you. Yeah. <laughs> we're like kind of upset, but it's okay. You know? Um, so on a more serious note, like I, 
no i've been i've been so excited um i think for me i thought that like like a boy felt more just like i don't know like um scary i don't know like with, with a boy and this is just probably all in my head like it's almost like a little bit of identity struggle where like i view myself as like okay i need to like actually learn how to like hit a baseball <laughs> and i i need to like figure out how to like go camping you know for me i'm like my strengths line up with more of or my self-perceived strengths are more of like the emotional side vulnerability honesty and it's like not the traditional like male macho alpha trait so i was a little more like how am i gonna you know raise a young boy to be a, a strong man so that's more of like an identity thing for me um i i really want to have a boy also but i just i feel like i could wrap my head around a little girl and that's just my like that was just my experience of trying to like wrap my head around the whole thing so jeez it's funny you say that because like i feel like i think there's a few reasons why i wanted a girl but one of the reasons was that having a boy felt a bit like more of the same to me like interesting i grew up with myself and my brother and like all of you guys and like such a like for so such a large part of my life was so male centric and like maybe the last four or five years has been like way more female centric. Like I work in a female dominated profession. My, my master's education, I was like one of five dudes in a group of 80 women. And I just like learned so much about the female perspective that I never had before or knew about. And like, having a little girl felt like a continuation of like that kind of education knowledge, like challenge, like a new, like just a new challenge that I was like super stoked to take on. That's awesome. And at the end of the day, I just like women more than men. <laughs> Chase flip side for you. You have two girls and you just found out that you're having your third kid and it's going to be a boy. Was there a difference in how you felt about finding out that you were having girls versus now finding out that you're having a boy? Well, first of all, I I I broke the streak. Yes, you did break the streak of girls in our group. Yes, I'm the first one of my friends that everyone I know has a girl. Yes, and I'm me too. so pumped. My boy is going to be. He's going to have so many options <laughs> of girls that he can hang out with and like <laughs> and date. And, and I want him to marry one of your girls. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. Yes. Um, so that was my first thought originally. Of course, it's going to be your first thought. I, by the way, I have a, I'm going to let you finish, but I have a follow up question to that, but go on. Go ahead. No, please. Well, I mean, if you, like, either had a prediction or a preference, like, whose daughter would you want your son to marry? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, well, I would uh, – all your all your babies at this point, so it's hard to say. But, I mean, at least Ari is – Which also makes it weird. As a hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, but yeah, we're going on three kids. It's really wild. We just, um, Sean's about uh, two and a half months away from um, being, you know, giving birth. And Jesus. again, it's Jesus. just insane. Um, it's, it's, it's exciting, though. We can't wait. It's, um, you know, my, my, I have two girls now, four and two, and, uh, and they 
are fully aware of what's going on. So they're, they're like completely excited for baby brother to come. Uh, we don't have a name yet. We're trying to work on that, but they're like, they're involved. They see the sonogram pictures and it's, it's, it's great, man. I'm really excited. Dan, you found out much more riskier than all of us uh, when your daughter was born. What was what was it that experience? Did you have a number one? Did you have a preference going in? And I know we talked about this a little when you came on uh, uh, for your solo pod earlier in the year. But number one, did you have a preference? And number two, what was it like finding out as a surprise as like the head was coming out? And when in that birthing process did you actually find out, realize that it was a girl? Because like the head, you probably didn't realize it. Did they like pull it out, look at it, and like, oh, no dick, like it's a girl. I mean, the ankle cord gives you like a lot of confusion. Like <laughs> that thing is coming out, and you're you don't know what it is if you haven't looked on Google. Um, but, I think, but I think it's I have very similar feelings to Xander, where it's like had a brother no real girls that I was uh, close in my family besides my mom. And it's like, okay, this is going to be different. This is going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of education there, different perspective. It's going to be cool. And I just think my girl is just going to be, going to be a badass fucking athlete. It's going to be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like with guys, like being like, you know, I'm small. My wife is small. Like, I feel like, she, you know, she was going to, a guy, if I had a son was going to be five, five or smaller, like Charlie can be five feet tall and still just fuck bitches up. <laughs> like it's going to be so sick. How <laughs> <laughs> do you say that? Cause I, I've been, I've been thinking about like, like similar, like obviously I don't know if it's obvious, but I like assume that my child will just be like exactly like me and like all the same things that I like. <laughs> Which I guess is the direction you're heading in, Devere. Yes, hundred um, percent. But I've just been putting it in the context of music and just like, like wanting to raise like a badass female, you know, drummer. Like I just moved into a new house, and I have a basement with like a full music setup. And my plan is just to like put that baby in there with me and just play music all day and just like hope that she becomes the best female musician of all time. Oh, so you mean kind of how I forced a role. I, I got a <laughs> Boston Celtics baby basketball hoop yeah, with a exactly. basketball and I forced Aurora to take shots every single day. Like when I get up and I see her, I'm like, did you shoot some hoops today? Come on, let's go shoot some hoops. Let's go shoot some hoops. Every single day I'd force her to shoot basketballs into her little hoop. I'm the exact same. I just wanted to like. I guess there's always the chance that uh, their interests will be completely different. Nope, no chance. Zero chance. If Charlie wants to become a drummer and your unborn daughter wants to ball, we can switch kids. (laughs) Any point. That's what friends are for. By the way, for the record, my daughter is also going to be able to ball. <laughs> twenty in twenty years from now, this is your daughter sitting in the therapy chair, being like, "My dad just made me drum, drum." <laughs> yeah. that's, that's amazing. It could, be, it could be a sure way to just make her hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's that's like one thing I'm like worried about. Like, do you push your kid to like do things that you want them to do? Like, if Sophia doesn't want to ski, like that's going to be a problem for me. I have to make like. <laughs> 
and your freaking life adjustments. Yeah, Ari, I yeah. I hear you on that, but I put Lila on skis and it was like natural, man. It must be in her blood because she got up and she loved it and um and she's been already talking about skiing this season. And then also we gave them scooters and they oh, rip they love on the those scooters. Things. Like they the, rip. I, I know that they're going to be good skiers. Yeah, I remember seeing Lila on them like like scooting with it when, when last time I was in Brooklyn, like it was probably like a year ago, actually. It's so scary. They literally will speed up when it's the downhill to get <laughs> more speed. And you're just as a parent sitting there like, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And then they just go faster. <laughs> and <laughs> nine out of 10 times they're okay, but they do crash. And um, it's always my fault. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching and they come r- running into mommy. Chase sent that uh, photo out of Lila getting stitches in her tongue. What a badass. Yeah. All right, so now I'm all freaked out about Sophia. Like, she stands up in the bath and walks around, and that bugs me out because I'm like, oh, she's going to slip and fall. I'm going to have to take her to the hospital, and, like, she's going to have to get stitches in her tongue. Like, <laughs> Chase bugged me out. So, that. Ari, that injury, uh, going back to when they fall, it was my fault. That one was also... <laughs> completely my fault they they were playing on the bed jumping i was lying there they were giving me a back massage they were walking on my back you know like our campers did in the fun house when they would like surf on our back that that's like what i was having her do and she off me into the headboard of our bed and she busted her tongue uh eight stitches her teeth went through it was like horrible it was but i will say that I'm not a terrible father. I, best, I, best back I, massage was, I ever had. <laughs> I went how did she uh, like? How did she handle it? How did she do it in the hospital? She did. She was so brave. It was amazing. We went to the hospital. She um, she had to get anesthesia. Didn't cry. There was a little bit of blood in the beginning. Wow. Um, she went in. They had her on the stretcher. The only time that was really, really so hard, and I hope none, no fathers see this, but you know, they're, they were going to take her in to do the surgery, and they were like, okay, daddy has to go wait out in the waiting room. We're going to take you back. And she was like, she lost it. She was like, daddy, don't go. Don't leave me. Oh, man. That was the hardest thing. Like, as a dad, you know, like seeing that. And, um, but then it was like five minutes. They had her back in and she was she had no idea what was going on it was like you know after anesthesia when you are like all loopy and especially as like a four-year-old you have no idea what's going on um and she was fine the day later she was back on her scooter so dan we're coming up thanksgiving charlie's first thanksgiving how was it yes. awesome did yeah. she know what was going on yeah, I mean, we always go to Cali for, for, for Thanksgiving, so it's different. We were in uh, Long Island this year with Blair's family. And, yeah, I mean, turkey, 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 gobble, gobble, gobble. She uh, had a slice of a banana, you know. So that... <laughs> That's where we're at feeding life. She loves being around uh, kids, and uh, my niece and nephew are here. So she just, like, watches them and follows them everywhere they go is she moving so with with me no with me carrying oh, okay, okay. <laughs> i was gonna say if she's like crawling already yeah that's, that's amazing uh, no. she's got those devere athletic genes for sure 
No, she just figured out sitting, which she doesn't like to do very often. <laughs> but it is cool when she does it. That's that's awesome. So, so Mo, can I can I ask the question that I prompted to the group? Oh I, yes, I please. Be, I guess it'd be more for the vaginal delivery crew. Well, actually, no. Like, well, uh, let's throw you in there too, Mo, because you still went through like a very distinct process, even with a C-section. Like, what's the number one best? I have a great answer for this, by the way. I was thinking about it all night. Yeah, as like a birthing partner uh, during the labor process, it could have been early, it could have been during pushing, could have been whatever. Like, what was like something that you did that you're like, that was that was key? Like, that I did a good job there. I'll tell you straight up. I'll give you my answer right off the bat. My We didn't have natural. There was no pushing. Natalie never went into labor. She never had a contraction. Nothing. We were always going to have a C-section. Um, but she's like very freaked out about like needles and blood and surgeries and all that type of stuff. I knew that. So number one piece of advice or tip that I can give for you on the birthing process front is just say that everything is going to be okay at all times, even if you are not sure whether it's a lie or not. We had a moment where they were, Natalie was freaking out. And they said, we have a baby, but we didn't hear the baby cry, right? That's like the big thing that you always like hear from everybody is that like the baby comes out and they start crying and, and that's how you like, no, that's great. It's healthy and blah, blah. Aurora didn't cry. She didn't say anything. There was nothing. I was never more scared and like heart in the pit of my stomach more so than in that moment and Natalie was even more so she's like is everything okay is everything okay she's not crying why is she not crying I was like yes it's fine it's all good don't worry she's amazing didn't see her I had no idea what was going on so basically what I'm telling you to do is just lie to make sure that you can like tell her that everything is okay but no but but, but it's serious as long as you can tell there, there's a lot of emotion going into it and it's like whether you do vaginal or c-section it's it's very emotional it's very crazy it's a whole new experience that neither of you have ever experienced before for the first one at least and your my biggest tip is like as our roles as like dads in those positions is to make sure that they think at the at least at the absolute at the absolute least that they think that everything is 100% fine and they know that you're going to be telling them that everything is going to be fine you know what i mean whether it's a, whether it's true or and you know that it's fine or whether you're lying through the grit of your teeth and you're also petrified got it got that yeah i was just going to say like just be cool listen to the doctors they're way more experienced than you are They'll uh, yeah. put you in the right direction. Such yeah. an Ari answer. Jesus Christ, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be cool. Just listen to people. You can, you can, you can let it all out. Once let, the me, let, out. Me, let me, let me, you know, <laughs> as, as non, I'm not the host of this podcast at all, but I'm going to play it for a second. I'm going to push on that a little mm-hmm. bit, Ari. Like, okay. what, what was the specific, is there, was there a specific moment where like, you just were there for her in a way like it could just be even like a, a physical touch or just something i got i got what you just said right there which is like trust the process and just like trust also the doctors but was there any like moments where like she was either really freaked out or just something some way of showing your support or something that in hindsight she even acknowledged to you was like that was great that you did that or just something tangible 
I don't really think so. Like, the only thing I could say is, like, this is why I say listen to the doctors, because, like, they tell you, I forget exactly, but they tell you, like, don't go to the hospital until, you know, you're having contractions that are whatever it is, one minute long and five minutes apart, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother-in-law got Allison into, like, a whole, you know, tizzy when she started to have contractions, and we went to the hospital too early. Yeah, bad and move. They, and they, bad move. Yeah, bad move, and they sent us home. So like, oh. don't, so don't listen to mother in laws. Is really what you're saying? Don't listen to mother in laws. Listen to what the like. Just listen to what the doctors tell you to do. Like they've done this before. Trust the process. Like they know what they're talking about. Like don't don't think that you know better because like you read it in a book and like oh I know this or, or like you know whatever it is like my your your mother even my mother in law was like you know, deliver two babies. Like, it's not like it was her first time that she'd ever seen or experienced a birth. But she screwed was up. It, um, I have, can I ask a question? Yeah. No. I'm, I am interested <laughs> in, in hearing DeBeers and Chase's answers. Maybe it's related. Oh. Uh, but I'm just wondering, like, in, the, in that moment, like, where you realize that she's going into labor, that she went into labor... Uh, and you have to like, you know, be a part of like a decision making process. Like, was it hard to like keep your composure? Like, did you have moments of freaking out or, or like, or not? I, I started freaking out about mm, 20, 30 minutes right before Sophia was born. Cause Allison, like she started pushing and then she asked the doctor, like, how long does it usually take to like push the baby out? The doctor's like. You know, anywhere from 20 minutes to three hours. Depends. So it's a wide range. So when we got, like, three hours and ten minutes of pushing, I was like, all right, it's probably, it's, it's kind of a long time, like, longer than she said. It was, like, the longer end of the longer end of the range. And then they brought the attending doctor in to, like, you know, That's keep an so eye on Allison, like, because, you know, it was taking a long time to get the baby out. And, and when the attending doctor came in, I started to freak out because I'm like, all right, they're probably not bringing the attending doctor in unless something's going wrong. Yeah. And it was just because it was taking her a long time. And then I was actually bugging out. Um, but I was like trying to hold it together. Chase, what about you? You're, you're two kids deep. You probably have the bad, better answer than any of us. Yeah. I, well, both of my kids were supposed to be planned C-sections, but both of them came early and we went into labor. Actually, oh, shit. One of the most depressing days of my life turned into one of the best days of my life was July 3rd, 16, was Mike's wedding. And you guys were all there, all partying up in Montreal, having the best night. I was like so bummed. It was the hottest day ever. We were in Brooklyn, and we went to the Botanical Gardens, and I was like, shoot me, this is the worst day of my life. And then... Like, the baby wasn't supposed to be born yet. Like, I, I thought it was a planned C-section that it was going to be a few days later. And she went into labor that night. We were all, like, on the dance floor. And I remember my sisters freaking out. And everyone was just calling me. Um, and it was – it just happened on that night. So uh, the fact that Lila's birthday is on your uh, anniversary is pretty cool, right, Mike? So cool. That's so okay. cool. Um, yeah, that, that I remember like being at the wedding and finding out 
that Lila was born. And it being like it was like it was one in the morning. I feel like at that point, yeah, we all, yeah. we were all really wasted, and we yeah, went we were crazy. all hammered, and we were like we had like round two of the party. Uh, I remember, yeah. I remember, yeah. we were all jumping up and down in a circle, screaming, "We all had a girl! We all had a girl!" <laughs> yeah, I, re- I just remember Chase, your sister, like coming back into the room and like crying, like Dad, the baby. <laughs> It was, it was. It made it better because it was like the first baby of all of our friends. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. one else. Had yeah, that's special. Yeah, and then I, I can just give you guys, like for me, we were at NYU, which is um, right on the river, um, on the East River, and where they do the parade and the the fireworks on July Fourth, and. I just remember like this moment of holding the baby on July 4th while the, like the bombs were going out off outside of our window of the fireworks. And, um, I was like, Holy shit, what am I going to do? This is, this, this is my kid now. Oh my God. I was freaking out, but it was also like an amazing moment, you know? And then she cried for like 30 minutes because she was so freaked out. (laughs) She's like, how noisy. That's amazing. D- Double D, what was on your what's what was on your highlight reel of your experience um, of labor? For Xander's question, Blair had um, early contractions. I forget what those are called, but I'm sure shooting a Braxton ball Hicks. Braxton Hicks. Braxton Higgs. Yeah. So I'm shooting on a nerf hoop in our apartment and Blair goes, Oh, this baby's coming. And I forgot everything I was supposed to do. The bag that I'm supposed to order food, all of that. And then 20 minutes later, she goes, oh, no, this is just Braxton Hicks. I'm like, good, because I wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) So I had, like, like a little, uh, (laughs) I had a little pre-run. But, yeah, total freak out. And then I don't That's know so I smart, did. by the way. That might be the so ultimate smart. That might the, for so all your female smart. listeners, Mo. That's the ultimate takeaway: is you turn to your partner and say, "Baby's coming." You watch them realize that they don't know what the fuck is going to happen, and you're like, "No, it's not." Get your fucking shit together. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a what a what a dirty trick that would be. That would, that would be such a dirty trick. It's great. That's how you yeah. really know if they're ready to be a dad or not. Yeah. No, so but it's good. brilliant. It's brilliant. And I don't know that I did anything great. I, I I I thought that I was much more valuable after the baby came than mm-hmm. during the labor process because they do just give you that baby and just kind of are like, all right, now it's your baby, you know? Yeah. And they don't tell you anything about feeding or what you're supposed to be doing. and Or that was our experience. And, you know, it rolls around to in the middle of the night. And if your baby's not sleeping, um, you know, I was just I was I was up for about 48 hours straight. But I felt like I was staying on guard because the only way that she was sleeping was in Blair's arms. So I felt like more of the gatekeeper than anything uh, of good words that I was saying. No, that's actually that's actually that's actually a great point, Dan, because that's also that's also really true in like the post birth moments is like really when your value like skyrockets as like a dad right because like yeah. you could be you can be the most like 
the caring and like, I'm here for you holding hand and like giving ice chips or like rubbing head or saying everything's okay. But like at the end of the day, like you don't have, there's nothing that you can do in the actual birthing moment. You know what I mean? And in that time that's yeah. going to like actually have any real value. And and this is like full, fully honest. And maybe, maybe again, it's like, it's just my experience, but like there's really nothing you can do. And it's like, it's shitty. It's shitty to say that, but it really is all on the mom at that point. Like they are the one doing everything and there's nothing that you can do to really help, but like offer words of encouragement and just be there. It's after that when they need to like, process what just happened and like get their regeneration on that like you your value actually goes up and when you really need to like be there to stand guard like dan whether it's standing guard whether it's just like holding the like holding the baby or letting them like letting them be on you while you're up uh and and your wife or, or partner is sleeping or whatever getting the rest that she needs like that's when like you i think really add like value to the situation is like right in the minutes post-birth i think if you're just like a good hang though yeah really for sure helps. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. I think, I think yeah. most of us at least have that going on. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I do remember like there being for both me and my wife, like you're running on adrenaline for like a couple of days after the yeah. baby is born. Yeah, like you got a heavy, heavy dose of adrenaline going on. Yeah, yeah. Is it like fun? Like I've heard that before, but is it like? fun adrenaline or like stressful yes. or both all of I it think it fun? was more honestly for me it was more fun adrenaline but mm. see it like if you had complications if you have especially if you have complications with the baby if like the baby's got to go to the NICU or something I could see it mm. being not fun adrenaline uh, uh, it was not fun I mean ours was it was fun adrenaline but it was also very stressful but- adrenaline you know what I mean? Like very like stressful. Like what the fuck are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Like what are we doing? You know? Because like everything you like learn, like like to, to like what Dan said when when he thought he was having a baby, for everything went out the window, not ready at all. Like you realize like that all of the you could take all the classes, read all the books, etc., and like nothing in that moment you're on like full instinct. You know what I mean? And like those days after, it's just like full instinct, like whatever feels right. But then you're also questioning everything that feels right because like, is it actually right? So at least for us, it was like really stressful. Um, we didn't want to have the baby not in our sight at any time. Like, so like we just like stayed up for like a week straight, both of us just like not wanting to go to sleep because we were like petrified. She was going to just like stop breathing for no reason, you know? Um and they, that adrenaline just like keeps you up and like keeps you going. It's also really cool to hang out with a little baby that's yours. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, just to clarify, we're we're talking about first kids. Yes. And when you have the second one, <laughs> at that point, you're like, I've done this before. Like, I know what to expect. I know what's going to happen for the most part. You know, things are different, but every baby's different. Every birth is different, but. You know, your mindset going into it is is much more relaxed and you're more thinking about your first one and she going to be okay, you know, and, and like you're obviously nervous about it, but both me and my wife were way more relaxed going into it. And then I remember with the first one, we were like, we want to stay in the hospital as long as possible. The second one, we were like, 
get us out of the hospital now. Like, they, we don't <laughs> care what you have to tell us. Like, we, we know like, we're going to go. And we wound up leaving. And um, we wound up leaving the hospital too early. And they oh made us God. come back. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you don't hear that, really. <laughs> That's great. What did, uh, what did you do with Lila, actually, when Joni was born? Um, so we went into labor at like three in the morning and I called my dad and I was like, dad, this is go time. He's like, I just got home from the bar. He's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And he got him in a yellow taxi and he was in Brooklyn in 15 minutes and he watched Lila. He showed up. He was like, how you doing? He's wearing his suit still the night before and <laughs> i plan on having your dad i plan on having your dad come to the hospital drunk by the way <laughs> and then and then, the, and then the next night after joni was born i i would it was like the world series wasn't it chase and i came over to your place and we crushed a bottle of wine yep i remember that Mike, are you like nervous about this whole birthing process at all? Not even just because you asked the question, but because you're so close to being out, are you nervous at all? Or are you like getting getting like those butterflies in your stomach? Or are you just full fledged excited? Um, I am, you know, definitely, definitely both, definitely both nervous and excited. Um, you know, you, you, it's almost like my first answer to that first question, like let's call it like you don't know what you don't know. I, I'm fully expecting there to be emotions that I'm not going to forecast at all. I'm sure I'll be more when I see like Sam and like um, going through contractions and stuff like contractions. I took that birthing class with Sam. Like it's, this might sound really dumb or not. I don't know. But like, I didn't realize the entire labor and like birthing process is just like the uterus contracting. Like that's all like the uterus just squeezes and it create like, that's the entire thing. And right, I, right. I was like, what? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> like, of course, I knew like the concept of a contraction. I didn't realize like ninety-seven percent of the process is just the woman's uterus. So, like, seeing Sam go through um, that is probably going to be like really difficult. And um, so, yeah, definitely nervous. Um, I expect though that there's going to be just like a full of beautiful, crazy moments afterwards. Um, were, were you asking the question specifically for like labor and the birthing process, or just like overall? Well, I was talking. I was talking overall. I was actually so I was actually talking mm-hmm. to Xander before, but a couple a couple of days ago when 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 we kind of decided to do this whole thing, and he actually he brought up he brought up like a really good prompt for 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 this. Um, is there something? And then you asked the question about the birthing process, and, and like, mm-hmm. is there beyond the birthing process? Is there something? And, and Xander also, please feel free to chime in as well. Um, is there something that you're like? most nervous or, or worried about as far as being a dad and then on the flip side of that something that you're super super excited about as well for, for sure um minor mine are definitely uh connected to each other so on on the nervousness side it's like not being able to come through for my daughter in something that like you know, Chase mentioned skiing before. Like, I'm not a great skier. She might be obsessed with skiing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not a great skier. I can't teach you this. So, like, feeling really confident in the things that I feel like I can bestow upon her. But then um, coming up short, you know, in, in, in whatever it is that, like, I don't feel as confident in. So, you know, there's that fear of, like, um, 
wanting to come through for her in, in like every way possible and, and maybe not always, certainly not being the expert in a lot of things that she might want to do. And that kind of, I think the really positive and possibility filled side of that, something that I'm really excited for that is related to that is um, learning, learning with her. Yeah. That's learning cool. with her. Yeah. Like her wanting to do something that I don't know anything about or so her expressing interest in something and, and us learning stuff together and like not, you know, we, we joked around before about like Xander, obviously like uh, music runs through Xander's bones. Um, you know, Xander, you have aspirations of your daughter, like playing drums and just being enthralled with music and that likely will happen. Um, but just like, that like line between wanting to like show her all the things I'm interested in. But like, if I don't know about a thing or there's something that comes up, just being able to get in it with her as a little kid and like learn and explore together, uh, that it really excites me. Yeah. Xander, what about, what about you? There's stuff. I know we, we like, you're the reason why I I brought this up for, for the conversation. Is there, uh, are, are there some things that you're, specifically like worried or nervous or anxious about and then also on the flip side again things you're specifically excited about in being a dad um yeah so i mean there's a lot um i actually made a list i'm wondering if i could just rapid fire rapid fire away fire and then then i'd be curious i'd be curious to know like which of these things strike a chord with the current dads one um picking outfits (laughs) two Um, I'm actually like really concerned. So quick sidebar is that I currently am like part-time employed as a nanny for my sister-in-law's two kids. Yeah. Um, which has been hilarious and great. And like, like I feel so prepared to like do a lot of dad things. Um, but I'm very worried about the physical condition of my back. Like my neck, my back are just already destroyed. And I don't even have a kid yet. Um, sleep, I cannot function without sleep. So I probably you fine. learned you learn um, how to function without sleep. You'll trust get me. over that. Yeah, you you get learn you learn very fast. Yeah. You learn very fast. Okay, um, I'm definitely worried about money. Just like making enough money to support my daughter and like family and whatever. Um, one thing I've actually been thinking a lot about is like. I like really value time to myself, especially to play music, to create, to like do whatever like thing that I'm like creatively interested in. And I'm really worried about that time to myself, just like completely disappearing. Um, um, that, I'm curious to know what you guys have to say. As about long that. as you're, for, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much in your, I'm very much in your same boat. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, we, we, we were musicians together, you know what I mean? Musicians on, yeah. on the part and whatever from a creative side, I also do this entire podcast, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and have this whole thing. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it ends up being like a, a little bit of a, of a, of a riff. Um, be, be, between my wife and I, because you know, any time that you're spending with the kid and together is not time that you're just spending you and her. And then when you want to go off and do your creative and have your alone time, it's also time that you're not spending just you and her. So there, that that definitely is a it's definitely a good concern to have. Um, have the you know like talk to her about it if she can be like. 
as long as she's cool with it or you can kind of like section off that time for yourself specifically with her like if, yeah. because that's something that you need you know like she should be able to understand that there might be but there might be riffs 100% you know what i mean um yeah but it's about I mean, super valid concern about it and like you know it's just like it's like yeah of course like i'll have time at seven o'clock or whatever when baby goes to sleep but like at that time i'm probably going to be like totally beat my back's going to be on fire and i'm going to be like wanting to do nothing so it's like even if i have that time to myself well i even have the energy to like take advantage of it i don't know i mean do do you guys and mo obviously you can keep the answering but no it's like it's you're uh I mean, as, as the highs of childhood are amazing having your own kid, but your marriage will get more stressful than it's ever been. 100%. Like, it's just it's going to happen. And it can be moments or it can be forever, but there, but it's, 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 it's hard. And, yeah. uh, and there's no, there's no getting around it. Yeah. Um, so there's going know, through it. Can, you hope the communication lines are open, yeah, and th- things are good, but uh, but it's tough. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what Tavir said. Is this a marriage podcast or a podcast? <laughs> What's going on here? By the way, for the record, I'm not. I never mentioned marriage. That was only Tavir. <laughs> they, they go. They go hand in hand. Yeah, they do yeah, go hand in hand. Uh, pretty tight. No. Yeah. No, Sander, what, do you, what do you really want to ask? But it's, Come on. But it's, don't be, don't be afraid. Especially when, no, but especially, when you're, especially when you have the kid and you do want the time to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it is. It's very hard to walk that line. Now, now Chase, I, I'm not going to answer for Chase, but Chase is also a psycho because the kid wakes up at 5 o'clock in the morning before his girls are even up. I spent the weekend. His, I, I slept over at his, at his house in Greenwich yeah, a couple man. weeks ago. I, My, I was up at 6 o'clock after, after Aurora didn't sleep all night, and Chase was already, like, up, showered. Both girls were, like, dressed, eating breakfast, on their scooters. And I'm like, what the well, what? And then he was just like having the time of his life, like just like hanging out, doing whatever he wanted, you know. Like it's just always been that way. Yeah, I've always been that way. So I was lucky. I, I I've also just learned to function on less sleep. I go to sleep later, wake up earlier, so I'm, I'm sleep on. I I sleep very little, and I'm okay with that. And you know, once in a while, I'll crash and sleep in till like seven thirty. But most of the time, I'm up at like six. <laughs> Um, but to Xander's point about time, you know, I think that your priorities will change a lot. You know, it's hard to know, true. but when the baby comes, you, you know, I think that you're going to, you're going to find that time, but you're also going to be more focused on her mm-hmm. and, and that'll be okay. Like, I think that'll be okay for most of it, but you know, let me, let me add a second part to that then. Is there, do you guys, um, like schedule or like create specific time for just you and your wife yeah i do yes uh not in a pandemic yes in a right pandemic, yeah I mean, very pandemic hard. aside yeah i mean even in the pandemic i try to like we try to do that you know we'll have like, it's like not not sitting in front of a tv screen but like doing something yeah yeah doing that shit is very important yeah, it's it's important. It's important to do to to segment. Off. It's obviously hard in a pandemic, 
and majority of my daughter's life has been spent in a pandemic. Um, so far, I mean, all of Devere's daughter's life has been spent in a pandemic so far. Uh, but like a lot of a lot of her's been pandemic. So it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to get that separation, especially before we put her back in daycare. But it is also, even if it is just watching. Like at home watching TV, it is nice to schedule off time to like watch TV that is not just like some stupid show and like actually watch something together that you both are interested in and want to do have like a nice dinner, whether it's ordering in or whether it's like making something different from like the regular splitting a bottle of wine or like having drinks or whatever, you know, like that, that's important to like have that time. that's like a little bit of a break from the monotony of just the everyday night, even if it has to be inside and, and doing almost regular everyday night things. Um, but, but that's important and that's also important to get your alone time as well because the more you know yeah. the more you can section off time for that the more you can yeah. get your alone time you know Mo I, I see for a sure. spinoff pod coming <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I sit can I quickly throw something I'm excited about yes so obviously I, I, I wrote I basically wrote down exactly what Mike said so I second what he said but I'm also just like so curious to see what like a combination of like half of my half of me and half of my wife manifests like what this human like who is she going to look like? First of all, I think about a girl look like someone with long hair looking like me, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then like, like that's just physically and then, like you know, emotionally and personality like. Who, like what traits is this person going to take on from who? Cause like, you know, we, like we're different in a lot of ways and it's just like, it's so interesting to me to, to think about how, what that's actually going to look like. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's 25,000 flips of a coin. Like you have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. It's well, so cool. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's no idea. I mean, my daughter is literally our, her personality is the exact combination of me and my wife. So she is a raging psychopath that doesn't stop talking or singing ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> she also looks like neither of us. So it might not be either of our babies, to be honest with you. You know, like, but she, you know, she's just an insane person. It, it it is really, really, really funny, especially when they start developing that personality. You know, and I'm sure like Chase and, and Ari, you guys see it now in so in, in Sophia and Lila and Joe. Um, it, it's once they start getting that personality, you can really see the different parts of both parents coming out. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is really cool. I, I I really I honestly cannot wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. The, when they start getting personality, it's like it is. It's so cool and it's so funny. You're just like, oh my god! Like you. You're like a little person. You have opinions. You like stuff and you don't like stuff. And you do weird shit. Like it's like watch just watching babies like do things is it's so funny because they just have no idea how to interact with the world. And that way, they're like little cavemen. Yeah. Are you are you on fire tonight, <laughs> dude? It's <laughs> crazy. One thing you were saying before about outfits. Yeah, you will probably not be able to select outfits. <laughs> N- N- Natalie has stopped allowing me to select outfits. And that I, I like have tried to put Sophia in outfits, and 
my wife is just like, <laughs> looks like a boy. You can't do that. No, this is not a good outfit. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I, can, I can so see that happening for me. That comment, that's, <laughs> that question actually reminded me when I talked to Sean, Chase's wife, for the Father's Day episode. And she was like, well, the biggest thing is like, she was like, so like, thankful for, for Chase, like, that he like, tries to put her in outfits. They like, never work. And she always has to change them. But, but it's, when you have a girl, you are not put really putting them in outfits a lot. That is, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I like what they wear, and if I'm going to put them in that, they're going to wear that, and it's going to be my dad. Actually, that's what Matt says. She's like, if she's going to wear that, then she's with you. She, you're just going out, just two of you, just going to the store, fine. Go ahead. You fine, as long as she's not in public. Cares. The baby doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But then when they get to like three and a half, four years old, they just dress themselves. Like that. Yeah. We know what we want to wear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Well, guys, this has been so awesome. Uh, I'm so pumped that we that we all got to do this. I love you guys like brothers, the closest things I have to brothers. So this is fantastic that we did have this little kind of like family summit on this beautiful holiday. I know, Xander, you don't celebrate it anymore because you live in Canada. But for the rest of you guys, you know, that actually did have a holiday. This is a this is an awesome, awesome way to do this. Um Dan, Chase, Ari, love that we've been connected on the Fatherhood Brotherhood. Uh, Mike, really pumped for you to join in the next couple of weeks. And Xander, very pumped for you to join in the next couple of months. Keep dadding hard, fellas. Thanks for having us, Mo. This was great. Yes, as soon as we can all be in the same place at some point, we all have yeah. to have like a real yeah. in-person dad summit set. with kids. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And Mike and Z, I want to get you guys both on in solo pods whenever you guys are ready. Sounds great. You got it, man. Anytime. Rock on, fellas. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, too. Love you. Love you. Night. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And check out the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode will be right at the top. You can listen to this. You can listen to last week's episode. You can listen to two weeks ago, three months ago, all of season two, all of season one of Dad Hard with a Podcast. And really get your dad hard on But that's all for us for this week. Until next time, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers.